you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 10 Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. We're here. We're back. 10 Takes in exactly 10 minutes, just like we promise each and every week. 10 Takes. The show that knows to keep its helmet on while on the field at all times. Can't take your helmet off. There's no gray area about it, black and white. Exactly what I said. We will give you 10 takes. We'll give you 10 minutes. Jack Bauer is our muse. We hate cauliflower. We think drinking on airplanes is overrated, and there'll be more takes today. Again, 10 minutes. Short form. Lean. Mean. Concise. Start the clock. Take number one. 49ers is the best team in football. You know why? Who is the 49ers' best player? Can you even name it? I don't know who it is. I debated it this morning. Sometimes you're like, oh, well, it's Nick Bosa. He's the defensive player of the year. Sure, I get it. But then sometimes it's McCaffrey. Sometimes it's Fred Warner. Sometimes it's Trent Williams. Sometimes you're like, oh, wait a second. Debo is pound for pound the best player on this team. Sometimes it looks like Brock Purdy is. And then George Kittle will show up and have three touchdowns. You do not know who the best player is on the team. That is why they're the best team. Plus, they just absolutely destroyed the Cowboys. We were looking forward to that game for a month. I remember right after San Francisco just destroyed Pittsburgh in week one, we're like, we need to get a real opponent for San Francisco. Let's just see how good they are. Oh, look at the schedule. They played Dallas in week five. Now that, that would be good. It was horrible. Horrible. A complete ass whooping. Tell me who is the best 49er. Tweet me. Take number two. Boom. Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys are the Dwayne Johnson of football teams. What does that mean? They're really successful in the sense that they make a lot of money, have a very shiny, ubiquitous product that's well-packaged and well-presented and seemingly popular, and there's just tons of cash flowing out of it. And it's a big brand that I think is likable and that maybe you've watched for years and you have affection for and everything. The Cowboys like Dwayne Johnson. But in the end, what does it really amount to? What is your favorite Dwayne Johnson movie? Is it the one where he wears basically the same shirt that he always wears and is kind of sweaty and has one-liners and looks really cool and is bald and muscular? 
Because I think that's the best one. It's also the worst one. It's also everyone. This Dallas Cowboys team disappoints me because this seems like every Dallas Cowboys team I have seen during the DAC era and maybe prior. I'm disappointed. I was fish-hooked. I bought in. I thought this team was different. I thought this defense was special. I picked them to win the East. Just like a Dwayne Johnson movie comes out, and you're like, oh, this one, Black Adam, and this is going to really separate him from the pack. This is going to be his Terminator. This is going to be his generational movie. Years from now, we look back on, they're all the same. I don't want Dwayne Johnson to be catching strays. I like Moana as much as the next guy. It just seems like Dallas Cowboys, the Dwayne Johnson of football teams. It's not a bad thing. It's just at the end, it's kind of empty calories. And when you're in the Dwayne Johnson movie, you're kind of looking at your watch being like, when are they going to roll the credits on this thing? I get it. Feel the same way about the Cowboys. Take number three. The Eagles win again. I love that short yardage play. Tush push, brotherly shove. I love it. You know the Logan Roy clip? I bleeping love it. It's my favorite play in football. It's my favorite play in sports. Maybe ever. (laughs) Never mind the Michael Jordan turnaround jump shot or the Jimmy Snuka off the top rope. I love the Eagles pushing people around. Can you imagine? I don't have Jalen Hurts in fantasy, not that you care. Can you imagine how excited you'd be every time they get to the one-yard line or two-yard line? You're like, you're about to get six points. It's so great. Can you imagine how frustrated you'd be if you really cared about a team going against the Eagles knowing that it's short yardage and they're going to get it every single time? People want to ban it. People want to review it. I know it's like a pull from the headline type debate. To me, the core essence of football is we're going to push as hard as we can in one direction. You're going to push as hard as you can in the other direction. Let's see who can push harder. Who can do it? Nobody pushes harder than the Eagles. I love it. I thought maybe this is the week that it would like be stopped. They got Aaron Donald. That's the immovable object. Not even close right through the Rams, including on the goal line. I bleepin' love it! Take number four. I don't love what the Buffalo Bills did this weekend. They were bad. They were bad. Jacksonville deserved that win. Jacksonville led from start to finish. And listen, I know people who are working the game and you're in, in London, and I know people who are involved in the team, and there's all these thoughts that, you know, the Bills were sluggish. They were emotionally uh, underslept. They showed up, and they just didn't have it. If that's true... I don't know if that is true. I haven't heard the Bills say that flat. If that is, that is lame. That is Bush League. That is amateur. I get it. It sucks. Jacksonville was already there. They already acclimated. You got to fly over. That's not an excuse. We're too far into this Bills regime right now with McDermott and Allen to have something like, well, we were just kind of tired for that Jags game. They're 3-2 and now. They're back in the pack. They lost that game from start to finish. It's a bad loss. Good win for the Jags. Take number five. You know who's terrible? The Patriots. I think the Patriots are the worst team in football. If I were to do power rankings, I would have them at 32 after these last two games. I think the Panthers fought harder than them, even though they're winless. The Bears got to win this week. Denver fought harder than them. Denver got to win last week. New England's nothing. They chased maybe the worst day that Belichick's had as a coach last week with a day that might have even been worse against the Saints. Now, listen, the Patriots have had eggs. Everybody does. Bill Belichick's had terrible days where they just get destroyed. You do it long enough. And I'm talking even during the Brady era. But there's always the next week, the get-right game. Remember when it was on to Cincinnati, on to Cincinnati, on to Cincinnati. The next week, they crushed. This was the get-right game, and it was pathetic. And they benched the quarterback, and they got destroyed at home. 
And I'm just at the point with Belichick where, like, Bill, I don't know where this is going. I don't know if you're going to get on the boat and just sail off for good at the end of this season. I would love just a little bit of personal accountability. That whole gruffness with the media thing works when you're hanging banners and doing whatever you want. When you have the worst team in football and we've been told you're the best coach in all of sports, can you not show up and say, I need to be better, I need to coach differently, I, I, me, me? It would be refreshing. I think it'd be appropriate. Take number six. We're cruising. I got to pick up the pace here. The Bengals, I was asked today, are the Cincinnati Bengals back? Are they back? There's nothing we love in sports media than asking if a team is back. No, they're not back, but they're alive. They beat the Cardinals, a game that they were losing. They're not back to this Super Bowl form, but they're alive in that all that matters. That's all that matters. It's We're Halloween time right now. Everybody in my neighborhood's got like crazy, you know, Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees things in their front yard. It gets very macabre and very bloody. Those guys can't be killed. They're like the superhero or the, the horror movie villain. That's the Bengals. They can't be killed. They're alive. Take number seven. I have the Lions as the fourth best team in the league. It's awesome. Can you imagine? I think the Lions have lost three games in the last 11 months. They kick ass, man. They play tough. They play physical. They played an overmatched team this week, and they beat them exactly the way you should. They beat the hell out of them. They're doing trick plays. David Montgomery's busting long runs down the sideline, something I didn't see him do much as a Chicago Bear. I love the Lions. Take number eight, Steelers. Sitting there at three and two in first place, cruising into the bye with a really big win over Baltimore. If you find yourself at the end of the season each and every year saying, how do the Steelers do it? How do they never have a crappy six and 11 season? How are they never irrelevant? It's because they gut out these weird week five, bizarre, low scoring games against Baltimore. They're not glamorous. It's not interesting. It's not high profile. They just win. TJ Watt closed the show. Full enter Sandman, Mariona Rivera style with a couple of plays at the end of the game, along with Highsmith. Steelers, three and two, ugly, scrappy. Who gives a damn? First place. Take number nine. Jets Broncos was a weird one. Andrew Catalan at CBS, who was calling the game for CBS, said, well, uh, Canton, Ohio will not be requesting the tape of this game. Really poorly played game. Bizarre, ugly turnovers, but still kind of fun to watch. It was just like watching your drunk friend stumble around at the end of the night, and you know he's going to get shot down by the girl he's asking out. You know he's going to puke in the back of the Uber. It's not pleasant. It's not high profile. It's not classy, but damn, it's fun to watch. The Nathaniel Hackett thing, it's fascinating that so many of the Jets came up to hug him and rep him and and really stand up for him like C.J. Ozama did to start the game. They don't have a history with that guy. Most of these players didn't even know Nathaniel Hackett until a few months ago. It's not like he's some assistant who's been there for years and years and years, and he's their guy. They just met him. They like him that much, and they were that pissed off by Sean Payton. I actually thought it was kind of fun that Sean Payton was going to be the villain to start this season. He was going to put the black hat on, you know, sling mud, talk crap, all that, and that is fun, and we need some of that in the NFL. It's only fun if you have a halfway decent team. Sean, never mind the bleep talking and talking about Russell Wilson's parking spots in private office. We were told you're one of the best coaches in sports. Sean, what are you doing? The Broncos are terrible. I don't know whose team is more terrible, yours or Belichick's. It only works if the team is good. You know whose team was okay this weekend? Mine. Take number 10. I coach my son's nine-year-old flag football team. We were playing a game this weekend against a team that was green and just kind of getting together and overmatched. Let's just say that way. Our team's not that great. We played against a team that was overmatched. So we score a couple early. We score another one. And if you don't have little kids, you don't understand how much of the impact the NFL has on these little kids. My kids, a bunch of nine-year-olds, they score a touchdown, a long one. 
and they do the bowling pin celebration where like six of them stand there like pins and the kid who scores rolls the ball and they all fall down. And the parents thought it was funny and they laughed and everything. Well, like two more touchdowns later, we're blowing out this team, which is bad form. The kids sit down and start doing the canoe celebration. Where I'm like, all right, get up, get up. Enough with the celebrations, guys. You can do it when you're up 14 nothing. When you're up 30 to nothing, it's bad sportsmanship. Don't ever do that again, but do it next week when we win. That's it. That's 10 minutes. I can't go over time. 10 minutes is a promise and it's a pledge and it's a law here on 10 Takes. Tweet me anything you want. If you have a request, if you have a question for next week's episode, they drop every single Monday, 10 takes in 10 minutes. I'm not going to go long because I don't want you to look down the little progress bar in this thing. You click and say, wait, a 10 minutes. He's actually 1340. It's 15 minutes. I got to shut up. I'm out of here. Thank you for listening. Love you. Tweet, share, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Do the best. See you next week. Ten Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more iHeartRadio pods, go to the iHeartRadio app, go to Apple, go anywhere you like, it'll be there. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.